Hello everyone, it's February the 14th, 2019, and I would like to welcome you to this special Valentine's Day episode of the Disney Dads Podcast. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep! Gentlemen! Start your engines! There's a touch of madness around here. Guys, happy Valentine's Day. Are you all uh you all excited? You got big plans for the day? Yeah, work. <laughs> How about you, oh. Mike? Yeah, pretty much work, and I think uh, you know Laura is refusing to cook tomorrow night, and, and I don't blame her. So I think we're gonna order uh, heart-shaped pizza. Oh, there you go. From where? Hold on a second. Uh, what? The local the local pizzerias do that. They do a heart-shaped pizza. Yeah. yeah. Really? Instead of making it into a circle, they make it into a heart. So when it's we talk when we talk local pizza, do we? I mean, is this like like your favorite place that you like to go to, and it's like all straight up Italian New York yeah, style there's a, pizza? There's, there's, a, there's a place. Uh, uh, Lorenzo's, we usually go to, you know, okay. local neighborhood regular pizzeria. And then instead of cutting them in circles, they just, well, instead of making them in circles, they make them in hearts. You know, okay. very cute. Kind of weird to eat a heart-shaped slice, but, you know, it's one day. Yeah, I've never seen something like that before. That sounds like something Jason might make, actually. A heart-shaped yeah, pizza. You, I'll send you a picture. I, yeah, I would I like to see that, absolutely. Are you jealous okay. of my pizza there, Justin? Well, after I found out that the picture of your pizza wasn't actually the picture... <laughs> No, I'm not jealous Wait, of your pizza. I got to call Mike out on that, though. How did, yeah, man. He's like, you, 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 you got Google me. and that, that, that picture shows up. I can actually honestly say, Mike, you sit and Google pictures of pizza during work. No, I think, oh, it's, said Getty Imi- I think it said Getty Images on the bottom. I'm like, who's he trying to pull the wool over whose eyes? I'm not an idiot. <laughs> well, it worked on me. Night, what are you trying to say? Last night. <laughs> Mike, well, you're a little Chris, gullible. Chris so, you know, okay. that's, no, that's no way to start a Valentine's Day between know, the three right? of us. Hey, well, I tell you what, hey, Disney Dads family, we are uh, so happy to uh, have your ear for this Valentine's Day, and we want to say happy Valentine's Day to you. This is our special surprise to you, a very, very short uh, little episode, not even an episode, a little, uh, what do you want to call this? A mini-sode. A mini-sode, I like it, <laughs> uh, of, of our love for you guys. Uh, talking about um, not only Walt Disney, but look, there's one thing that we all do, or uh, most of us do, or should do. Whenever it comes to Valentine's Day, and that's that we surprise the people we love with greeting cards, with you know, with cards to tell them how much we appreciate them, love them. Is this something in your all's family? Do you all do you all exchange cards every year? <laughs> do you really? Well, we do, of course, I and of course, I got to buy a hundred cards because I got to get them for my daughters, I got to get them for yeah. my wife, I got to get them for uh, my mom. Yeah. You know, never Justin, before I before yeah. I incriminate myself, speak. Oh, I don't do cards either. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. I get in trouble every year, and it's always a battle. And I'm like, look, yeah. val- like, look, Valentine's Day is now, and I'm like, it snuck up on us so fast. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'm right there with you. However, I did buy one, and um, she got one this year. Oh, yes. man! Now I got to go yeah. make and one like sorry, a four year old. I feel like I kind of betrayed you, dude. But I do not want to deal with the wrath of Mama today. She only asked me for a couple things, and it's a Valentine's Day card, uh, an anniversary card, and her birthday. And um, the I, only I just card can't... I can, 
the only card I can make is with my hand to make it into a turkey with a crayon. Like, what am I going to do with that now for Valentine's Day? Well, you cut the feathers off and turn it into a heart. I can do that. Well, this is going to... Oh, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll make the Spock sign. Like, live live long yes. and prosper. You know what I mean? And yep. just cut out the thumb, and all of a sudden I've got a heart. Or we can just name Katie's the episode... Good day. We can just name this episode, Don't Listen to This Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and then she doesn't even have to know about it. We're all good. I like it. I like it a lot. Do, do, uh, do you buy those... Chocolate hearts with all the little pieces of different chocolate in there? No. No? Yeah. I, I Laura winds up buying me all the time and there's like so many in there that I don't like, so I take a bite and I put it back. Yeah, you can do that though. Absolutely. Yours, aren't you? yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yours. You get them on clearance though. That's when you get well, them. I do it to the kids too. <laughs> Jason's gi- Jason's giving Rachel's chocolate hearts from uh the sixteenth thousand fourteen. No, no, no. Just a couple days old, you know? You you just it, you just got to get them when they're going clearance. No, I wouldn't. And listen, when you do buy somebody chocolates, make sure it's the real stuff, not that cheap chocolate. There's nothing yeah. worse. We go we go out to dinner. Like, we're going to our favorite. Actually, you guys have been there. We're going to Wild Olive tomorrow night. Fabulous. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was a nice, yeah, nice place. Nice place. Yep. Going to one of the better restaurants here in Charleston, uh, and we'll have a nice dinner and relax and, and have all that. But, um, but look, uh, greeting cards are huge uh, all around the world. I mean, millions, hundreds of millions of greeting cards sold. Uh, every single year for this holiday. And a lot of people don't know that Walt Disney has a huge history with the Hallmark Company. And uh, something we wanted to jump into tonight was to kind of look at that that relationship that was formed in the early 1930s. Disney, uh, Roy and Walt are both you know, just getting started, getting their feet wet, and uh, they end up signing a licensing agreement with Hallmark. And uh, the Halls brothers... They come on board, and uh, we start to see the first Disney characters appeal on Hallmark cards in, in 1933. Now, think about this, guys. Think about this time when when the first cards come out, it doesn't even have a copyright insignia on the bottom uh, f- uh, uh, for Disney, which meaning that at this time, they really are still learning that they're giving their, their product away, and, and they're saying, oh, you don't even have to copyright this. It's, it's okay. So they're really new at this game of putting their putting their product out there for the world. But um, but look, Hallmark is one of those companies that has a lot in common with Disney. Joyce Hall, who was the founder of Hallmark, grew up a lot like Walt did. He grows up in the Midwest. He grows up poor. Uh, he grows up working hard and, and creating something all on his own. And uh, him and Walt find each other later in life and, and create this great bond that lasts throughout their lifetimes. It's... Can you imagine in the 1930s, Walt's you know getting going, Joyce Hall's getting going, and now these two have found each other, and they have these two massive brands that are that are going to become worldwide phenomenons, and they merge, and then this this merger just lasts pretty much forever. It's amazing. Do you see that in 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 in? Can you think of two companies that have been together that long? I mean, you're talking about early 30s till now, almost a hundred years. But in between there, Justin, there was a small break. Didn't Disney kind of partner with somebody else first? Yeah, so Disney goes and he partners with Gibson Greeting okay. Cards in 1955. And the reason for that was Gibson was one of the first people when when Disney was looking for people to back him for Disneyland. He was one of the first leases that came in for Disneyland. Sure. Because what people don't realize with Disneyland is, you know, like we look at Main Street and Walt Disney World. And you think about all the shops and stuff like that that we all go through pretty much to skip the lines or to skip the crowd, you know, after after Happily Ever After. Those are mostly all, you know, take away Starbucks, 
all you know Walt Disney owned. Well, back in when Disneyland opens, Walt doesn't have the money to not only put in shops, but he doesn't have the money to put in food or anything like that. So all that's outsourced. So as he's coming up with the finances to build Disneyland, he's reaching to the outside companies and saying, hey, would you like to lease a spot in the park to put your product? And that's where Gibson comes in and says, yes, we want that. But look, this relationship that they've had for 24 years previously with Hallmark I think it was stronger than that because Hallmark moves in in 1960. They come, they actually uh, come to Disney, back to Disney, and they also go uh, into Disneyland and have their own spot for postcards and all this other great merchandise. And they signed a new licensing agreement in 1971. And it it it's one of those relationships that's just perfect because when you think about Mickey Mouse in general, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. I mean, Mike, you live in New York. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. go through Manhattan. Mickey is everywhere. He's on billboards. He's in stores. He's, I mean, he's everywhere. He's on the yeah. subway, probably. Uh, yeah. You probably can't walk anywhere around and around Manhattan without seeing the mouse. Uh, we just had that major exhibit here in New York City. You know, they had the, uh, I think it's going away in March, but they had that uh, huge art exhibit. I mean, Mickey Mouse is a huge part of pop culture. Uh, I mean, you can walk around Times Square and see Mickey Mouse, not the <laughs> actual Mickey Mouse. A little bit of a scary Mickey Mouse, but he's an iconic piece of, you know, Disney history. Did you, would you think either of these two ever thought that their products would go worldwide the way they did, Jason? No, I don't. Well, you know, no, I don't. I, I think I, as much as a visionary as Walt was, I really think that um, this was this was that beginning where, uh, you know, like when you're when you're starting to build a house, you're mm-hmm. uh, you're not really worried about you know what's the rest of the neighborhood going to look like and my how's my landscaping going to be. The first thing is, is we got to put the walls up. So I think he was really in that mindset of um, let's just let's just make this work. Let's just try to find a partnership and see where it lays. I do like uh, a lot of a lot of like with Walt's thinking is sometimes it's just that let's just do it and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, and yeah, I really I mean, they, like that. Well, they were both innovators. I mean, sure. We look at we look at Walt. I mean, with with animation and creating. I mean, the multiplane camera and putting you know sound to to you know animation the way mm-hmm. he did. Well, you also look over at what Hallmark did, and they were the first one that really patented. You talk about something that takes off and goes worldwide. Now, when we look at this now, we're thinking, well, that's this should have been simple to anyone, but the iVision greeting card displays, uh, which took... Because back before Hallmark, if you wanted a card, they were all put in drawers and things like that, and all of a sudden, now you walk around, and they're all staring at you in, in a row, and you can pick out your card individually. Mm-hmm. That was an innovation by Hallmark. That wasn't an innovation by a store or buy like that. And now no matter what store you go in worldwide, that's the way cards are represented, whether they're Hallmark or, or any other company. Right. So both these people thought outside the box in a way that said, okay, how can we get our product out to people in a different manner that someone before me has? Mm-hmm. And so it really is interesting that, you know, Hallmark comes with Disney in the early 1930s at the birth of both of these, these companies. And really they just, they, they flourish together. It's it's a perfect marriage of of products because Disney has the perfect product as far as characters mm-hmm. that everyone loves, and Hallmark has a perfect product of a way to get those characters out to more and more and more people worldwide at a really reasonable, budgetable rate. I mean, when you think about it, there's nothing cheaper than buying a card. No, and you're <laughs> I make that sound terrible, don't I? As everyone's <laughs> buying cards for Valentine's Day, but I mean, it's you know, it's it's a reasonable like four <clears throat> or five dollars you can get a really nice card for somebody. 
Sure. And the thing is, is with Hallmark as well, you know, especially going back to the, the, the 30s and 40s, where if I would give you a Mickey Mouse card that is almost as like I'm giving you a piece of Mickey, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm giving you something that's more than just normal. I'm giving yep. you something that's that's uh, that I like that is great. Um, I think it was a perfect marriage. I really well, I shouldn't say marriage. It was a perfect partnership. Well, and I want to reference the Disney uh, Disney History Institute um, because I, I found a great article there about about this subject in general, mm-hmm. and they talk about the relationship that it, it actually moved outside of just greeting cards. It moved outside of you know the Hallmark Company in the parks, and it went to a much larger, broader view that both of these guys had um, in their personal lives, and that was building, I'm going to put in quotations, utopian cities, and we're talking about Epcot. Because in the 1960s, uh, Hall comes to Walt and he says, hey, I need your help with this whole new project I'm working on called the Signboard Hill, and it was a community that he was working on. And at the same time, I mean, in the 1960s, Walt's dreaming of Epcot. And, of course, Epcot's not what we have now, Epcot at the time, is uh, is supposed to be a functional working city hub and spoke designs where people can get in and out of the of a of a area quickly and you know after after working the evenings has everything you need it's self functional and all that I mean Mike whenever you ride the people mover and you see the um, display for Epcot mm-hmm. you know the original display I mean that's you know that's what he was thinking at the time can you imagine do you think that Walt's idea of Epcot then would work in a now the way things are the way people move more. I feel like people move more now than they used to. All right, can I do a personal note here, Mike? Oh, you know what, Mike? Go ahead. You got some as a theme park? Absolutely not. That would not have worked. Now, I love that. I envision. Have you ever envisioned yourself living there? Like in the, and I picture oh, yeah. either on Mars or you know, like in the in the desert somewhere where it was all opened up. We were, I don't know, man. I I'm I always for some reason when I look at that scenery and when I'm leaving there, I feel safe. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, it's very odd, but I loved his. I love his vision of what Epcot should have been, even though not it, the theme park, but just uh, is a future it, city. Is it because you're already at a mindset where you're in the Disney bubble and you're picturing yourself as that Epcot being that same Disney bubble that you're in at that moment? Are you talking about like my feelings on how I feel when I look at it? Yeah, like okay, because no, because when it, you when you look when you look at that city when you're looking at that Epcot city, yep. so to speak, right? Sure. You're picturing that as your as the regular everyday life of not being on vacation and you're still in yep. that same type of Disney bubble where there's nothing bothering you from the outside. You know, you don't see that that Epcot vision with graffiti on the on the monorail. You know what you're I mean? Right, or, exactly. That's you nailed it. It's there is it was too sophisticated for um, crime. It was too you know, you don't have the the slums. If you notice everything had its place, everything was meticulous, mm-hmm. everything was clean. Um, you know, er, er, all the homes were nice, the apartments were nice. You know, it just to me was like this is um you know, if you were to progress in the world, it, could this could you be any more futuristic than this city? You know, I think you put it perfectly though, when you said you picture that something like that on like Mars in the future. I think that the world is so connected now, mm-hmm. it you would it would almost be impossible to 
keep that area isolated is the wrong word you know no, from it's outside influence word. it's the perfect from, word from yes, outside isolated. influence i think yes. it will be really hard now but when you're talking about, that's my dog sh- uh, shaking you're talking about the 1960s um then i mean it's 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 a utopian city it's, it's somewhere that mm-hmm. i mean look at just the people mover in general when, mike when we look at subways you look at things like that think about a constantly moving platform that could take you in and out of your uh from your workspace to your home in the suburbs you know yeah it's not moving at a high rate of speed but it's at a constant speed mm-hmm. i mean yeah. why don't we see more innovation like that that walt disney has come up with and we've kind of went on a tangent but i love this tangent because it's something we t- look you guys want to get behind the curtain? This is what we do, man. We go on these tangents just in our personal lives, and, and we love them. Uh, why couldn't something like that work, Mike? You live in a in a you live in the largest, uh, the, pretty much the epicenter of the world, New York mm-hmm. City. Yep. Could you see something like the People Mover working for a smaller area? Uh, no, I, I I don't see it working because I don't because you have too much of that outside influence where it would be tarnished by other by other means. I don't I don't I think the massive amount of people they couldn't keep up with something along those lines. Is it the New York City sub, the New York City the New York City well and the New York City subway system, which is probably the closest thing to that, which is probably yeah, so. ten times probably what that is, is already taxed. Uh, you know, not not tax money tax, but you know, tax to the fact that uh, the, they're breaking down, they're delayed, they're they're overpacked, uh, they're 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 improperly maintained. I think it's just I don't think something like that utopian city would ever keep up with something in New York City. You know what's weird too is like we see in the 1960s with Walt Disney and Joyce Hall this idea of constant like these innovators. These are innovators for their times, right? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but their their innovations have lasted for generations but we see them that you know these guys aren't dedicated like they're not in government they're not in they're not politicians they're not any of this neither one of them uh-huh. but yet they're the ones that are trying to build these utopian cities do you think when we see someone um like an elon musk trying to do things like the the tunnel system things like that do we need to see more innovators now like then? Because when you look back, man, that's what makes those guys so amazing. It's not the fact that they build theme parks and that they create uh, cards that go around the world. These guys, and also, look, they weren't they weren't afraid to ask for help from other people. Joyce Hall comes to Disney and says, "Let's put our let's put our our ideas together. You know, bring Wed into the into the project, and let's create the perfect utopian city." Uh, I wonder if we had more outside innovators doing stuff like that. You know, it seems like in the '60s you had more of that than you do now. In, in my in my own head, I'm actually very surprised that we didn't. I mean, look, this was during the the, the Great Space War. I mean, we were yeah. we were spending oh, yeah. tons of money going to the moon. Um, I think it would have been just a financial aspect. I mean, can mm-hmm. you can you imagine the cost it would be to make something like that or the size yeah. of land? I mean, I look like Castaway K, which is a thousand acres, and I'm like, oh, let's look at an exclusive exclusive place to put this. Um, but a thousand acres isn't near enough. I mean, that's a small. That's it's so small. I mean, we we couldn't even put that that city uh, to get that exclusion. I don't know, man. Um, that's an interesting. Uh, uh, you know, I, I would almost say a, a philosophy of the time on why yeah. why that innovations didn't take place. But um, I want to. I think it goes all back to money, man. I really do. Yep. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I know this. This went on a bit of a tangent. We really only planned for like uh, ten minutes to co- hop on here and kind of wish you guys a happy Valentine's Day. But it's look. It's questions that it's fun for you to ask, not only you know yourself, but with the family. I mean, these are great Disney questions of who influenced Walt Disney. Who are the people who 
really stepped up and said, "Hey, you know, let's get together. Let's let's build on each other's ideas and things like that." And his his association, Disney Company Association with Hallmark, is one of those that they played off each other and they helped each other build the brand because without one, do you have the other? Yeah, probably. You probably do. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably still have those. But are they the size they are now? Who knows? You know what I mean? Who who knows? You really don't know. Um, and so, guys, you know, I I I love this story. Uh, it plays perfect for Valentine's Day because, like I said, look, it's one of the ma- behind uh, Christmas. It is the second largest card selling holiday of the year, and uh, and of course, look, I'm sure there are tons of our Disney family who not only bought Valentine's Day cards, but bought ones with Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, mm-hmm. Pluto, you know, a Disney character on the front of it to wish not only their kids, but maybe their significant others happy Valentine's Day. And uh, without this combination of these two amazing people, you don't have that. So it's, uh, it, it's a cool topic. Mm-hmm. I wish we could go an hour on this. You can see it. You can see in Mike's eyes, he's like, oh, no, he's going to keep going. No. <laughs> I'm just happy for Jason that those cards are hand-delivered and not mail-delivered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Do you have more mail on holidays like that? Uh, you know, it, we, you see a little influx. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just but there's so much mail regardless that it's, it just fits right in the system. I mean, I still I think, and I still think, like, if someone said, Justin, I'd rather you tell. Right, you have two things. You have to tell me one or the other. You have to tell me how does a rocket ship get from Earth to Mars, and you have to give me the scientific data. Mm-hmm. Or how does a letter get from your house to someone else's house? I would take the rocket ship and try to figure it out because I—that's amazing to me, man. That I can write letters on a piece of paper, and all of a sudden, two days later, it, it shows up in Wisconsin. It's all automated now, man. It's uh, our machines. Look, they got these. You know what? I'm not even going to waste everybody's Valentine's. Another time. <laughs> another time, guys. Hey, I do want to say this because I think you're kind of wrapping up the show. Are you not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, listen. I want to say this. Uh, Justin, I understand there's this argument that it's a made-up holiday. Um, however, go buy a card. Go buy a card for Katie. Surprise her. Let this be a year you can surprise her, man. Make one. Why can't you make one? I'm legitimately gonna make a card, and I'll I'll post it in the group. I would love that. I would I would love. I, listen, a, a legitimate card, no nonsense. We a have crayons. Card. We have crayons here, and we have paper. So she's okay, gonna Andy, get a nice, pretty card. You do whatever you need card. to do, but I think that she deserves a card. Um, Mike, I know you're gonna take care of Laura and everybody else out there, guys. You know, it, it, run down there on your way home and get a card. Don't be don't be a Jason. <laughs> Definitely don't be a Justin. No, I'm the worst. <laughs> Especially if they're expecting one, I guess. If you Listen. guys have a mutual agreement, that's cool. But if she's expecting a card, nah. guys, go get a card for her. Here's all Katie Katie expects on Valentine's Day is me to feed her belly. As long as I take her to do a nice dinner and we, we get get our bellies full, yeah, we're all happy, buddy. It's yeah, all guys, good. You guys got a good, a good agreement there. I have nothing but excuses, so that's why I got a card this year. You're on the ball. I'm I am. proud of you. I'm proud of you. Hopefully I can remember to fill it out and leave it for her so when she listens to it, I get it to her before she, uh, anyways. Can I tell you nothing would make me happier than if you forgot? I know. <laughs> yeah, you like it when I'm in a doghouse. I love it. More. I think it's so funny, man, because Rachel's so sweet. She's so sweet. All right, <laughs> fellas, look, I want to I thank you guys for hopping on here. And uh, look, happy Valentine's Day to, uh, to all of our Disney family. Happy Valentine's Day to you guys. And I hope your day is fantastic and you fill it 
with the people that you love and you're surrounded by those loved ones that, uh, that make your day brighter and better. And uh, guys, closing words? Uh, my girls, my daughters, my wife, my mom, happy Valentine's Day. You guys deserve it. I uh, love you all very much and uh, enjoy your day. Yeah, perfect. That was great. Thanks, Mike. You got it. And happy Valentine's Day to my Disney family and to my Disney brothers. Well, right. do you want to leave any for me and Justin? Or? No, I took it all. Yeah, Ditto. Close How about it? that? We'll just give a ditto. And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, guys. Guys, happy Valentine's Day. Have an amazing day. Thank you, guys. And uh, good night, fellas. Good night, buddy. Good night, guys. and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen, and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... This has been YDF Media Productions.